Hey, it's Zach, and I want to introduce you to a newish Best Advice Show listener. Her name's Diana Green. I just like started binging, <laughs> like show after show. I still have a lot to listen to, but um, I work at a restaurant and I'm there for a couple hours by myself. So I just hit play and let it roll. And what about uh, the Best Advice Show that goes well with your morning routine? Um, the thing I like about the show is that they're short, manageable episodes, like easy to digest. But I love the fact that it's everything from how to make your tomatoes taste better. You just sprinkle a little bit of finishing salt or table salt or kosher salt and give it a minute. To like really deep, you know, advice. Instead of trying to achieve something or be productive, give yourself a break and take out something from your life instead. I find myself using bits of advice throughout my day. I share, I love sharing it with people and just the wide variety of guests that you have. This is so nice. I'm asking you because I feel like I can use, if you're okay with it, I could like use your testimonial to like get other people to support the show. Would that be okay? Oh yeah, for sure. Do you use the best advice show like Diana does? Has it become entwined with the rhythm of your life? If it has, I would love for you to consider becoming a best advice show patron. That's where you can give me five, 10 or $20 a month to help me continue making this show, which I do independently. It's a labor of love, but it is a lot of labor. If you have the money to spare and want to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash best advice show. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash best advice show. I also put that link in the show notes. Okay, that's enough for now about how you can help my career. Now, I want to help your career. And I want to help you think about your career not as a ladder, but as a river. I learned this concept from my guest today. My name is Bridget Thorson. I am a journalist and a mother of three. And uh, my day job when I'm not talking about the Career River is as the Director of Collaborations for the Institute for Nonprofit News. Bridget writes a Substack, careerriver.substack.com. And in it, she talks about rejecting the career ladder for a more fulfilling journey. She writes, what if instead of viewing our professional lives as a race to the top, we viewed them as an essential component of a thriving ecosystem, one whose twists and turns are crucial parts of a larger journey? I read your your Substack and it it all resonated deeply. Um, and I like that you have a river in the background. I'm sure that's not a coincidence. It is not. This is a um, a visual aid I got for a workshop I did on the Career River, and now it just lives in my Zoom backgrounds. Cool. Tell me about your career today. How do you like? Uh, how do you describe its shape? That's a great question. So I've spoken about my career as exploring a river delta because it's taken a lot of twists and turns and it's also taken directions I could never have imagined starting out. Um, when I started in journalism, my college advisor said, don't go into journalism. There aren't any jobs. 
And that ended up not being true, thankfully. <laughs> um, but I've also worked now at two companies that didn't even exist when I was in college. There's yeah. no way I could have known which direction to go. And so when I explained this to students, I would say, you know, it's not really a path. It's more like pursuing different options within this fertile area of exploration. And that's where I really started putting together this idea that the career can be more than just a linear progression. Mm-hmm. It can be a river that you explore. Yeah, I've been thinking more and more, not just that careers aren't linear, but that life isn't either. Mm. I mean, grief, we're we're going through some big grief on our end right now. Like grief isn't linear. Like, I feel like that this whole linear piece, like we're starting to break free of it. And it's, it's kind of great. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry to hear you're going through grief, but Thanks. you know, that's, that's exactly right. And you know, it's, it's not a coincidence that I really sort of brought these different threads together during the pandemic lockdown when so many of us were struggling. I was struggling. I had two young kids at home. I was homeschooling them and trying to work full time. And that is not a recipe for success, right? Um, And so one day, actually, my my kindergartner came up to me. I was was sitting on the kitchen floor, completely overwhelmed. Were you there because you just couldn't get up? It was just one of those moments where, yeah, all I could do was drop to the floor. Yeah. I I was crying and I, I forget exactly why I was plunged into overwhelm at the moment, but take your pick, right? It was lockdown. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've all had those moments. So my kindergartner comes up and and very seriously and directly, she said, Mommy, you have too many feelings. And I'm like, you're not wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. And she said, I think you should deposit them. And I'm wondering, like, uh, do you know what the word deposit means? And so I said, well, where should I put them? Yeah. And she goes, in the future. Whoa. And then she just walked off. Right? Whoa, what a profit. Deposit them in the future. And I'm just sitting there stunned thinking, what would it mean to deposit all these feelings in the future and to free myself up from this constant feeling of not measuring up, not doing a good enough job, right? Not being as successful as I could possibly be every single day. And so, you know, instead of the advice I got, you know, just don't go into journalism (laughs) because there aren't any jobs. Like, I feel like that really opened up a whole new vista to me of how I could approach my professional life. And when I talk to people about this idea, you can see the burden lifting off their shoulders. You can see how it frees them from thinking, I have to just take the next linear step. I have to just climb the next rung Mm -hmm. to thinking about if, if you're investing some of those feelings in the future, what that could mean for the path you follow. Before we even get to what it means to explore your career as a kind of uh, river rather than ladder. I'm really curious when this professor told you you should go to law school. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, I guess I should and do. And they do go to law school. um, And that leads to any number of uh, outcomes. But like, how did you convince yourself that he was wrong? Mm, A number of my classmates did go to law school because they listened to him. I think what convinced me that he was wrong was the way he was looking at the professional pipeline was you work at larger and larger outlets until you get to someplace like the New York Times. Um, And that was no longer the case. And I was seeing around me 
a lot of journalism related jobs that had nothing to do with trying to work at bigger and bigger outlets. And he just didn't see that. So I, I had the sense that there were opportunities there that he wasn't aware of. And the other thing, honestly, was from the time I was four years old, I loved storytelling and stories and I wanted my chance to tell stories. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so law school was not the path for me to try to make that happen. I was enjoying working at the college paper too much. I had already started, yeah. you know, exploring what this meant. And so I just wanted to give it a try. And, and that's the thing where if you are viewing yourself as climbing onto a ladder that you're going to climb for the next, what, 40 years of your professional life, that's an overwhelming decision. And of course, you're going to start to get concerned about, you know, this choice you're making that you're then committed to forever. But instead, if you're just like, I'm just going to try this for now and just see an experiment, then it, it frees you up really to try something that you care about and that you find fulfilling. Has anyone punched any valuable holes in this theory? Ooh, that's really a great question. I will say I've seen a lot of different frameworks that get at the same idea. And I think they're all valuable. One is the career portfolio. One is the lattice instead of the ladders, the idea you can move laterally or even like down or up. Um, another is the career playground, mm. right? And I, I think anything that frees you up from not having to feel you are beholden to a decision you made in a much different time and place of your life is great. The one element I, I feel like I haven't seen with those other frameworks that really speaks to me is this idea of exploration and this idea of a journey. Because um, I am I am not highly motivated to manage a portfolio, right? Like that doesn't inspire me, that yeah. idea. Um, but the idea of exploration is something that really speaks to me. So I think there's, I think any way that you can look at a different approach to your professional life is valuable. And, and this is a way that's, that's worked really well for me. How do you know when it's time to start looking around the corner or finding a new project? It was interesting. I was speaking to someone about this idea. She did the career river exercise about a year ago. Um, and she was saying she had just started paying attention to how she felt in her body about the decisions she was making and the work she was doing. And I do think it starts with really listening to yourself, your responses. How do you feel when you go to work in the morning, yeah. right? On average, I, we all have our off days. Um, what is getting you excited and, and what is really bringing you down? And so when you're looking for that next turn, it starts with understanding whether you are pursuing something you're finding fulfilling. And I found this research that I thought was fascinating. It's by Frederick Herzberg. It's called the two-factor theory. And what he found was that those external markers of success and the things I think we usually think of on the career ladder in terms of the promotion or the salary or the corner office, those external markers do not make us fulfilled, they only reduce jobs dissatisfaction. So they'll make you less unhappy in your work, but they're not going to make you feel fulfilled. Yeah. And what does make you fulfilled are those intrinsic motivations in terms of, you know, recognition and fulfilling work. And so I think that's where when you start to pay attention to if there's a disconnect between what you want to do and what your daily work entails, that's when you start looking for that next turn.
Mm. What's the first step in the career river coaching exercise? Well, the first thing you do, it, it depends on where you are in your career. So this offers, I think, different things depending on where you're at. For early career people, it frees you up from having to commit to a choice that you're going to spend decades and decades following. Yeah. And so you can start to look a little more expansively at what you want to do. Um, for mid-career people, and th these are a lot of the people I talk with about this exercise, I have them sketch out what companies or industries they have worked in previously, you know, put that at the top of a piece of paper, um, and then think about the meaning of the work you did. This can be impact and ev everyone's measure of meaning is going to be different. Um, but just like how, how much impact were you able to have in these roles and then actually, you know, put job titles down, sketch it out um, as you move from industry to industry, as you move from impact to impact. And then what happens often is you don't necessarily end up with a linear progression, but you end up with something that sort of curves and bends over time. Like I moved from a role where I was supervising 10 people to a role where I had no direct reports. My impact in terms of management was less, but I was in a new space and I was learning new things. Yeah. And so while some might see that as a step back um, and or a negative, I saw it as really valuable learning. And it's also really interesting to chart those curves and then see how what those twists and turns, and sometimes, frankly, even the wrong turns, like how they flowed to where you got to go to next. So I never would have been able to move to future positions that I found really valuable and rewarding without leaving that management role and learning a new part of the industry, um, starting a few rungs lower. <laughs> Bridget writes about the Career River at careerriver.substack.com. I hope this episode gave you the opportunity to think a little bit more deeply about the twists and turns of your work life. It absolutely helped me. Thanks, Bridget. Also, thanks to Jen Brandell for hooking this interview up. Remember, if you want to support me and the production of The Best Advice Show, you can go to patreon.com slash bestadviceshow. Thank you.